Welcome back to another exciting episode of Rough Sketch to Final Draft. We are entering into Season 2. My name is Coach Adam, and we are returning with a new brand of material for this entire season set up for you. The alignment is incredible, and we are starting this amazing season off with a return guest, one of the best guests, Coach Michelle. And we're going to be diving into some deep topics today, talking about trauma, talking about the truth of these things, how we might have some opportunities to grow through our moments of our largest struggles and the beauty that lies within behind it. So as I introduce my amazing guest, uh, Coach Michelle, go ahead and let the audience know what you are up to, what is new during the holiday season. Happy uh, holidays to you. And uh, Michelle, go ahead and take it away. Hello, Adam. Thank you so much for having me back on the show. Such a such an honor. Um, I just I just love you and all the work that you do. So, if uh, folks are new and are just finding you here in season two and just uh, finding me, I am Michelle Gill, the AKA the Grief Curator, and I hold space for those who are going through grief and loss, so they don't feel alone and they feel seen and heard and that their grief is valid. Um, and yes, my goodness, the holidays, they, I'm always more needed during this time. You know that because, uh, grief becomes magnified during the holiday season and, um, and winter is coming. So I'm actually going to be, um, very excited to launch, uh, a, a grief journal circle in January when things get really dark, you know, and, uh, sad, the seasonal affective disorder really kicks in for a lot of people. So really looking forward to holding that space. And talking today. <laughs> yes, indeed. Been looking forward to this for days. Some background knowledge on this. Coach Michelle is absolutely incredible. Her ability to hold space for others and walk them through a life-changing transitional transformation from pain through the realization that it's okay to feel that to walking into a healing direction in their life is unparamount and just one of the most amazing gifts that I've ever seen in another human soul. And one of the reasons why I was originally drawn to her content again, to anyone who hasn't seen season one and seen the amazing episode of uh, coach Michelle and I's conversation from before, I will tag that in the description. Please go take a look at that. You'll love it. She's just life-changing. She truly is. And today we're going to kind of just jump right into it. And um, the water's just fine. It's cold in the, the winter season, but we're jumping right in. It's okay. It's a cold plunge. We're doing a cold plunge. So um, my question for you, Michelle, to get us started off and kind of get things warmed up, it's going to be a big one. So I know that it's going to take a majority of us to kind of walk through this together. We'll walk by hand in hand and take our audience with us um, side by side is what are the key components to forming our identity? I believe that it's powerfully important in that regard to jump in the, into this section right off the bat without kind of beating around it. And it's really going to set up some of the questions that we have for this entire episode. So I'll say it again for the sake of the audience. What are the key components in your professional opinion to forming our identity? It is just like Coach Adam to dive right <laughs> With um, right a really yeah. deep, uh, thought-provoking question, <laughs> right from the get-go for season go. two. <laughs> oh my goodness! Um... Right, here <laughs> right here with you. Here we go. Well, <laughs> so oh, identity is is so important, isn't it? It's um, it's at the core, kind of 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 who we are. Um, this knowledge of who we are, um, mm. who we are in our family of origin, what role do we play there? Who are we in the world? Who are we in society? What role do we play? What purpose do we have? There's so many layers mm. that go into this question. 
Um, and before I go any further, I, I did want to give um, a disclaimer. Um, I am not a licensed therapist. So anything that I talk about today um, with Coach Adam is just for informational and educational purposes only. I always recommend um, that you um, seek therapy if that's what you feel like you need. Um, so, and also if there's anything triggering that we end up talking about, please take a break. It's totally fine. Take a break, get mm. a drink of water, meditate, take a deep breath, come back when you're ready. Mm. <sighs> so, um, I think one of the first key components in our learning, our, our, our I identity is realizing our significance. It's a very interesting balance or harmonization of how important we are to the world and yet also how insignificant in terms of the universe and galaxies and all that. You know, it's a very, um, it's a very delicate tightrope walk. I truly believe that we were put here for something for some purpose. And even if that purpose is just to learn about yourself, to become self-aware, to dive deep into what it means to be human and a member of society and what it means to love and hold space. Yeah. So I think that's one of the, the first key components is learning your significance and what your purpose is. And as we're going to dive in a little bit, um, trauma affects that deeply. So, um, yeah. yeah, that would be the first one. Any thoughts? Do you find that... I'm letting that sit for the audience's sake and ours. Do you find that in the creation of our identities within a society are the seeds of potential traumas often found in those moments? That's a really tough question. Indeed. You know, I think I would say, again, my personal opinion, hmm. the seeds of trauma are everywhere. They're like little switches that we're born with. And some people get to a certain point in life and the switches haven't been switched on. Wow. How amazing is that? And then you have other people that the switches get turned on very, very early. I'm going to hold space for a second for both, both of us and for our listeners. I'm just going to say, this is why I try to give folks the benefit of the doubt, and we're going to get a little bit into that. I have some thoughts on on holding space for trauma and behavior and all that, but no. everyone has a story. I haven't met anyone yet that doesn't that has not suffered some form of trauma. And I learned very early on in this journey, you don't compare traumas. There's a great dream. It shows a German shepherd and a chihuahua standing next to each other in snow. For the German shepherd, the snow comes up to his chest. He's totally fine. But for the chihuahua, it comes up above his nose. Wow. And that's why you don't compare. Because what is, you know, comes up to your chest may cover me, my head. And everybody right. has different um, levels of resilience. So... Mm. That's why I always try to give the benefit of the doubt because human beings, we're complicated. There is so much 
that goes into shaping who we are. Um, yeah. So, yeah, I, I want to start there. It's mm-hmm. a good spot to start. I like that. Um, mm-hmm. I just kind of throw that out there for the sake of the audience as well. <clears throat> In the sense of society, societies have changed. Standards are set at the same time. We always want to be cognizant, of course, even as coaches in general, and coming from a life coaching standpoint where motivation and inspiration and kind of turning a new leaf is is kind of more the um, the moments that I usually find myself in with clients indeed to really get themselves motivated and going. There's lots of individuals that, of course, I've coached on the um, the traumatic side that have gone through incredible experiences and challenging and overcome them. And some of them are still living with them, still right there, still living with them on a daily basis. They're, they're near and dear to it. It hasn't left yet. And there's always kind of this element of a, of a tug and pull as a coach. And I know that Michelle resonates with this because our hearts are here. We're not doing this for anything else other than we love individuals. Um, again, always, as we start off season number two, we'll preface it as we always do in every single episode and every single season that we don't have all the answers, but we're here. And we want to offer what we have learned along this journey to anyone who's out there finding our content, finding our material, um, and wanting to make a transition in their lives. That's what we're here for. We're here to basically kind of be a, a, a catch-all, a net to be able to allow people to find us and our materials. And in order to piecemeal and make sense out of all of this in life sometimes, we do have to look at the fact that society and societies are set up a certain way. And sometimes what that really does do is it exclude individuals who do not either want to fit into that cog very well, um, who try and it's not them. And also who just in general, it's not inside their soul to be that way. You know, sometimes we say that we're old souls and really what we mean by that typically, um, even though it's an endearing phrase that I've, I've been certainly using my entire life is that we feel like we were meant for a different era. Right? We were meant for the Renaissance, we were meant for ancient Rome, ancient Egypt, ancient Greece, some other bygone time where today just doesn't work. You know, And nothing to say against anything within the modern world of all of what's going on. But in that sense, that's where the conversation can take a spot to at least even imagine, for everyone who's listening, that in moments when we are attempting to fit ourselves into these cubes of societal categorical shelves that we're supposed to fit neatly into. And we don't, suffice it to say, at least not without a a great deal of trying sometimes. And, um, you know, in the original uh, Cinderella story in that regard, one of the sisters literally tried to chop off some of her toes to get it fit into the heel, right? And we find ourselves chopping off limbs almost in our lives and our souls to fit into the society. That's where I was kind of more painting the picture for everyone to understand that sometimes Traumas are found within our lives in the most innocent sense. It's not our fault. It's all right. We were doing our best to provide, to be a something in our society, to make our mothers and fathers you know, proud, um, to be something more for ourselves. And we look at these examples that society has exemplified. And sometimes those heroes aren't the ones that we were supposed to go to the heroes and heroines that we are raised believing in may not be the ones that we thought that they were going to be for us in our lives. And we're better off trying to be something more authentic. Um, And that loss of authenticity is I think where Michelle and I really aim at trying to be there for others to refine and rekindle and reconnect ourselves to our authentic selves because a lot of pain, a lot of trauma can be found when we do the opposite. So I'll pass it off to you for some of those thoughts that kind of ruminate and you pick up wherever you would like to with that one. Hmm. Well, this is so timely, Adam, because someone just sent me a video of Brene Brown talking about hmm. this very thing. And I love, I love Brene Brown. Um, yeah. And she mentioned the difference between fitting in and belonging. Mm. And, oh, wow. Oh, wow. Fitting in means doing exactly what you said in that Cinderella Mm. story. It means chopping off parts of yourself, changing who you are in order to fit in. But that is not belonging. Mm. 
You don't belong mm. there. You're just trying to fit yourself mm. in. Belonging is when you find those people that accept and not just accept you, but love you for who you are. You don't yeah. have to change anything. You don't have to pretend to be something that you're not. They just look at you and say, wow, you too? Come. That's belonging. Yeah, not chopping yeah. off anything to fit in. Mm. So, wow, that was really good. That was really good. <laughs> Beautiful. Oh. So the difference between belonging and trying to fit in. Mm. Yeah. You hear that, fam? Let's resonate with that one. <laughs> Let that ruminate. <laughs> the wisdom there. Well, <laughs> and so as we do this, right, as we soulfully search ourselves out in a society where we see ourselves and society comes with a, I want to put those in almost for anyone that isn't watching in gigantic air quotes, because society is kind of an abstract term that we sometimes believe that we have the conceptual idea of it. At the same time, it can be universally understood in a couple of different ways. And a society is also a conglomerate of multiple communities. So within that community, you have your family. You have your sports, you have your school, you have your glee club, you have your book club, you have your gym club. You know, there's all these different communities to which you're actually a part of. And in that sense, I think sometimes the the fumble, right, if someone's attempting to use as an analogy in that regard, make the touchdown in life, whatever that is, um, can sometimes fumble the ball. And really, that's where we also get that lack of consistency. Right. In the truest sense that what real happiness sometimes is, is the confidence in being competent. Right. There's been many times in which something is as clear as that is really just kind of succinctly poured through. Happiness is being competently confident in yourself. That's why self love matters. And what that whole entire large S term also means loving yourself and self journey is really starting to become competent about you. And once you know you, limitations and all, and also strengths um, and areas to work on, because no one's perfect, least of all myself, um, any of us here, Coach Michelle, we know we're humble. This is what we're here for. <laughs> we're all growing, is that we're confident in where we are with our strengths and our areas of growth that we need to work on. And so in that sense, um, losing, quote unquote, losing track the the rope, the tether on where we're heading in life will also reveal a seed of a doubt. And a doubt, if watered, unfortunately, will grow into a trauma after a long enough time to where literally even inside the brain cells, the way literally everything actually is connected in the corpus callosum and everything else between the hemispheres, it'll have a triggering effect that every single time you think pink elephant, it'll remind you of the incident that happened when you were five and you saw a pink elephant that terrified you, right? It, it just happens. And now all of a sudden it's a trauma response that literally can be triggered, you know, in that regard. And we're, we're beset upon ourselves with a, a dilemma in life of, do we dig into those traumas? Do we just learn to deal with them and walk around with them? Do we skirt around them as I'm, as I'm in the camera here, if anyone's on the audio, you can't see it, but I'm literally trying to like walk in and out of the camera so that you can actually see it visually in the sense of like leaving it behind or do we, do we address it and accept it? What are your thoughts on that? Oh, well, definitely the choice is ours, isn't it? In some sense. Um, I think that, um, a lot of people choose to ignore it, to not face it. Yeah. And that is a choice. A choice I understand yeah. from the perspective of pain. Nobody wants to be in pain. We want to avoid it as much as possible. And today there are lots of ways you can avoid pain. Lots of ways you can numb it. But pain unaddressed will come out in other ways. You can try to suppress it. You can try to push it down. You can try to numb it. You can ignore it. 
but it will start affecting your health. I mean, your physical health. And yet I understand, I understand. I hold space for you who are listening. If this is you, if you're like, I just, Michelle, you don't understand. It's the pain is too great. I, I can't, I can't handle it. You might be stronger than you think. And there are people out here who will hold your hand. There's no shame in that at all. We weren't meant to get through these traumas, to heal them, to face them, to touch them and see them for what they really are. You know, sometimes hmm. we see this big shadow and we think it's this really monstrous, scary thing. And it turns out to be just a tree. Some traumas really are big, scary monsters, but some of them are trees. And you're not going to know necessarily unless you really sit with it. And you sit in a safe space. I think that's really important. You sit in a safe space with someone who is safe. And, and you face that. But you have to decide that on your own. Me telling you that, look, this is going to be better for your health if you sit with this trauma, if you sit with this pain, if you really examine why are you acting this way, why are you feeling this way, what is, what's underneath everything. You are the author of your journey. You have to come to that in your own time. Every, every one of us does. I sometimes lament. I'll think back and be like, how come I didn't, how come I didn't know about trauma and about how it affects the brain? You know, how come I didn't know this 20 years ago? Part of it is 20 years ago. This was still kind of being discovered. But the other part is 20 yeah. years ago, I wasn't ready. I wasn't ready to, to examine my own self and be like, oh, I wonder why I'm doing this. <laughs> so it's okay. It's okay. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It's a good time to exhale. I'm with you. Mm -hmm. For anyone mm -hmm. to get a chance to just think about the things that you're working through in your own life. Mm. Just allow it to be. Mm. And it's good in the sense to be able to hold space for where you are in your growth journey. If that's in a challenging spot where you're finally facing it, if that's in a spot where it's challenging and it's because you're ignoring it, that's challenging too. That's as equal as challenge can be. I think this is a great spot to segue into some of the other thought processes and arenas that um, we have dealt with in that regard. We, we're both in that regard, coaches that obviously are there for other individuals, licensed therapists, of course, from a psychological standpoint, neither one of us in that regard, um, certified coaches and so on and so forth. It's a different category. We fall into those. So in that sense, I would also like to just simply say from your experiences with being for, there for others, as much as you genuinely have been. And I've witnessed this, um, even with me, if anyone wants to, again, I'm going to say link down in the description, go ahead and give us a comment on what you thought about the last time that Michelle was here. Um, you even held <laughs> space for me in that regard. And, and we went through a moment live <laughs> in, a, in, a, in an authentic, genuine conversation, um, which I know that that actually was incredible for many. I've heard so many good feedback uh, comments from that that came from there. But I want to I want to target this into the sense from your list of experiences with the credentials of even being a, a experiencer of your truth myself. What are some of the common areas, um, the clients that you've actually been with that you are aware of seek refuge uh, when when confronted with their traumas that they've undergone in their lives? What what are some of those common areas that clients seek their refuge that you're aware of? Oh, I don't think anybody's going to be surprised by this. Um... People seek refuge in sex. People seek refuge mm -hmm. in drugs. People seek refuge in alcohol, in um, toxic relationships, in food, in um, even in things that look healthy from the outside, like mm -hmm. exercise. Um, yeah. But they do it to the extreme. They push their body till it breaks. Um, yeah. It's a. It's a. Yeah, it's whatever has nothing to do with the trauma itself and the pain. 
or of course, in the instance of, um, of drugs and sex and alcohol, those things all, um, trigger the dopamine, um, response in the brain. And yeah, you're just like, I just, and I have seen this play out sometimes not well, you know, because when you abuse those types of things, there are physical consequences. Um, so that's why I always encourage people, look, you know, I will hold your hand. There are others who will hold your hand. We will get through this together. It's going to suck. I, in fact, I just had my grief room today. We talked about grief and gratitude, um, with this week here in the United States. And I said, it's okay. We weren't meant to do this alone. You're not alone, but you have to face the fact that it is painful. There's no getting around that. There's no sugarcoating it. It it is painful. It is. And I don't believe I would help anyone by saying, oh, no, it's going to be fine. All you have to do is change your mindset. And no, no. I mean, mindset is important, yes, but it's not going to take away the pain. Otherwise, people wouldn't be turning to drugs and alcohol. So, yeah, those are some of the the unhealthy areas um, that people go to because it's easy. And the brain wants an easy path. That's mm. just, so don't beat yourself up about that. It's quite human. It's quite human to do that. True indeed. And for the sake of the audience, if to put it into something that you can Google and search exactly what we're talking about here, what Coach Michelle is bringing up is it's a form of escapism. Psychologically, mm-hmm. in a term, in that regard, it's it's the way in which to seek a a habit that is completely distant and distinctively disconnected from what the actual pain is, as she was saying, sex, uh, drugs, you know, any type of, you know, even physical fitness can, in that regard, certainly um, become a unhealthy aspect, eating, eating disorders and so on and so forth, that all have this seed, as we've been mentioning in that regard that the roots are there if they're if they're watered these things can really genuinely gestate and end up um genuinely i would almost say mutating into something that is completely unnatural to the original cause and that is the reason why it ends up taking over their lives so with all of that being added in there um what would you recommend to anyone out there um, to find themselves at this point um, where, where, where they might go, where, where would you suggest that they might start instead of maybe going through some of those other funnels and safe space for anyone who's there now, if you're in any of those spots, we're here. Coach Michelle and I are with you. We're holding space for you. It's okay. You found this for a reason. So where would you recommend that they go? if they're experiencing it now or instead of those opportunities, options? Well, one of the great things about AA is those 12 steps where they say the first thing you have to do is admit that you have a problem. Um, Admit that there is pain. Admit that there is something that you need to face, that you have a problem and that you need help. Seek therapy. I'm a huge, huge advocate of talk therapy. Um, it doesn't work for everyone. So you'll have to find what does work for you. Some people combine talk therapy with Tai Chi. Some people combine talk therapy with neurofeedback. I love neurofeedback. I'm a huge advocate of that as well. So therapy and neurofeedback mm. are the two places I begin when I suggest to people like, here, try these things. Um, get into a, a peer support group. The biggest the biggest thing is that community support, having people around you. And it doesn't have to be a big group. It just has to be a group mm. that sees you and that holds space for you and yeah. holds you accountable too. This is actually probably a good segue into a part of this question that I don't think gets as much attention as it should but it's equally as important. And I'll begin with this quote that I read somewhere. I don't remember who said it. Don't say something 
or do something in this case, permanently hurtful when you are temporarily upset or temporarily in pain. Because here's the thing that I've learned just in the last couple of years. Hmm. And I'm wondering if other coaches have experienced this. We become so adept at holding space for those who are hurting. Hmm. The, the temptation is to then excuse any behavior that comes because of the pain and the trauma. Here's the hmm. thing. We all, all of us, myself included, and I'm sure Coach Adam, we have all done and said things from a place of pain because we didn't know better. Yeah. When somebody does something or acts in a certain way or has a certain behavior that comes from, that comes out of trauma and pain, that doesn't mean the behavior isn't toxic. And it doesn't yeah. mean that we have to hold space for that behavior. Do you know what I mean? Okay. If you say something to me, really toxic and really hurtful, I, can, I will give you the benefit of the doubt that it's coming from a place of trauma, but I still have mm -hmm. a right to hold my boundary and protect my energy. And so you may not okay. say those things, if that makes sense. And I think that that's something... I haven't heard talked about as much, um, but it's so important. It's again, it's in the growth mindset. It's, it's not mm. either or it's both. And it's both. Yeah. I'm coming from a place of pain and trauma. Please understand. And it is the other person has a right to protect their boundary and their energy. Does that make sense? Indeed. I'm wondering what your thoughts it does. are. Um, immediately brought to the thought process of that it's inclusory language in the regard. It's literally respecting them and their sentience and who they are as an individual. It's representing that, as you said, first one, we're holding space for them and we're, to quote you exactly, giving them the benefit of the doubt that it's coming from a place that's harmed. And we want to see through that to see the real them, if the opportunity could arise for them to rise to the occasion of them being their better selves, that what they said was from the negativity. And that at the same exact moment, if there really was disrespect, if there really was um, anger that was cruel, if there really was something else to that effect, we also, while we're holding space for them, this is what I heard, that we need to hold space for ourselves simultaneously, lovingly, in a safe space, to be our own advocate while those things are taking place. And that never said, pump the brakes on anyone listening so there's no confusion. That never said that I had to retaliate, I had to get angry in return. You can do this with peace and kindness. You go back to the Marcus Aurelius's and the Socrates's and the Aristotle's and the Seneca of Rome types, all the Stoics. There was never the idea that you needed to lose your cool. Stay calm, cool, and collected. Though there is the ability to, with respect, stand up for yourself and those that you love. So that's what I heard. Are we, are we on the same vibe? I think we are. Yes. Yeah, we're on the same vibe. Yeah. Now, I will say this. This really applies to those in relationships with narcissists, diagnosable <sighs> narcissists. Um, oh boy. And I will yeah. say to those, to those dear souls, um, do what you can do what you can yeah. get out yeah. when it's safe, get out when you can. Mm. Um, and yeah. 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 So anyway, I really yeah. wanted to bring that up today cause I've been noodling on it for a while that, yeah, I've got to hold space for myself. You know, I like I, that. just giving somebody the benefit of the doubt doesn't excuse poor behavior. So, yeah. Right. In the sense when we know that we've been ignored, that they didn't give us the benefit of the doubt. Right. So I'm, I'm with you. Right. In that sense, we have to become our right. own advocates for ourselves and for others. Yeah. And yes, um, we will save the narcissistic conversation topic for another episode <laughs> all in together because we could probably do an entire show whole season on that all by itself, but I'm with you. Get out in that regard. If anyone's actually in that situation where they are clinically diagnosed, there is no change in them. 
move on with your life and lovingly get out. Um, I'll say then on this point, let's stay with it. Cause I think what you brought up is absolutely fantastic. So let's segue, right? Let's take it to the next slice deeper in, in this part, then where is it? I mean, this is it because you brought it up and it's fantastic that we're setting this up. It's almost like, uh, um, the, the ball is on the tee and you're ready to hit it. So where is it that you have found the results, um, that actually bring out someone's true power that individuals who have experienced their traumas may turn, you know, in order to begin their healing journey. What, where is their actual true power resting? That's the magic question. Ah, yes. And the magic answer is like Glinda, the good witch in the wizard of Oz tells (laughs) Dorothy, (laughs) the power was yeah. always within you. You always had the power to get home by yourself. I'm not giving it mm. to you. Just as with each of you know, the the scarecrow and the tin man and and the lion, they all had it inside. They just needed to unlock it. I heard True. this and it's really stayed with me. Because we often hear, you know, in this space of working with, um, with individuals who are hurting. Oh, well, what happened to you was for your greater good. Mm. What happened to you made you stronger. Yeah. I think of the cliche, what doesn't kill you makes you stronger. Yeah. Right. And I, I heard this. I actually, I've, I've heard that. I've heard some version of that my entire life. Yeah. And then when I started really digging deep into my own self, my own traumas, my own feelings and everything. And then I started really listening to people, to trauma survivors and trauma thrivers especially when they suffered trauma at a very young age. I'm just going to say as an EINFP. <laughs> um, Here we go. Myers-Briggs, everyone. Uh, yep. <laughs> and somebody who um, has the superpower of ADHD. I got very <laughs> upset, got very upset. And I thought, how can this be? How can you say that what happened happened for a reason and and it was meant like that was meant to happen to you being abused at a young ch- as a young child i was like yeah. i said some very choice what my mom calls sunday school words <laughs> i was like no that can't yeah. be so what yeah. is it what is it that makes us stronger that shapes us into these incredible warriors because i guarantee you that any coach or a therapist, anyone who works in this area of holding space and wanting to be a vessel of healing, we all carry trauma. We all carry scars. And we've, we've somehow found that, that magic potion. And you know what it is? It's us. We are the ones who pulled ourselves out of the muck of that trauma. We finally, we got to a point where we said, enough, I can't live like this. And if I continue to live like this, I'll probably end up six feet under. I don't want to live like this anymore. What can I do? And we looked around and we found someone. We found a therapist. We found a friend. It was us. It is not the trauma that makes you as strong as you are. That strength was always inside. You were born with that. It got hidden away. It got crushed. It got smashed. It got frozen by trauma. But it was there and it was yours. And when you were ready, whatever that means for you, you took hold of that. It's kind of like the sword and the stone. You know, the strength was always there. Mm. You just had to pull it out. So if somebody tells you, 
that the only way you were able to become as strong as you are is because of your trauma? Gonna say it. Hell no. That is not why you are as amazing as you are. It's because you did the work. You did the work. You endured the pain. You faced it. My God, you are amazing. Absolutely amazing. Oh, and I just want to give you all a big hug because we hear some version of this our entire lives. I'm telling you it's a lie because there are still ways for you to be strong, even if you have never endured trauma, even if you were never abused. So, yeah, I just want to say that. I'm very emotional about that. <laughs> I know. <sighs> I'm holding space for you right now as you were holding the weight <laughs> of app on your shoulders for all of us. So there you go. Everyone give a loving comment to uh, the beautiful Michelle down in um, the comments down below. She deserves it. Just round, round of applause. I'm going to hold space right there. Just uh, this is, this is us. This is her and I just being us. And this, this is a lot. We, we do this. Her and I have a great connection. So yeah. our, our conversations go down the rabbit hole sometimes. Uh, goes. Sometimes, all the time. I love so it. I don't, I don't want to miss it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, God, just got to give the love. Um, just going to let that breathe. Just going to let that breathe. It's, it's like a decanter. We're just we're at that part in the episode where this is the decanter part. So. In the meantime, for a moment, while we let that ruminate for everybody, don't forget to like and subscribe. I know that I, I forgot saying that uh, earlier, but I'm saying it towards now before we get to the second half of the, the end of the show here. Um, it, your comments and your feedback and the growth of this channel is, is growing and your support is always loved and needed. So we're grateful for all of that. Um, and don't forget there's merch as well. So I'm, I'm still wearing one of the RS. FD shirts and those are getting trended around. I'm starting to put those more out and there's a coffee mug challenge on the Instagram. Go check that out. If you want to get that before December 15th, um, tiny little wonderful things as the channel is we're starting to grow more I'm trying to be the, the YouTuber and podcaster. I'm, I'm still learning. Everyone's always reminding me and doing a great job. So there you go team. I love you. I thank you for it family. Um, but we really do have a great online community on the Instagram uh, but it's starting to grow into the Patreon and uh, there's going to be threads and there's seminars and trainings and things like that coming out next year. So stay tuned for more of that. And that's uh, that's that's just a little bit of a, a moment to allow Coach Michelle here to uh, air out some thoughts here. So that was a good one. And I hope that everyone really resonates with that. I mean, the, the fact that what she's doing for us as well is legitimately shining a light where light needs to be shown to the world upon the pains and the darkness that we literally do go through that don't very readily, very rarely ever actually get a light shown cast upon them at all in this life. These areas are left to the wayside. It's like if the river was the stream traveling at, you know, 30 miles an hour down the middle of, of the, the river, whatever kind of gets pushed off to the side is the debris. We're really more, kind of treasure hunters as coaches and um, empaths as we're searching through here to be there for others and realizing a lot of resources just get kind of dropped off of boats. You know, there's, there's floaties, there's different types of life rafts, um, you know, life-saving devices that just get pushed off to the side of the stream. And, and Michelle and I, as coaches, we go collect those treasures and study them and try and figure them out, um, you know, disassemble them, re reinvent them and re put them back together and, figure it out so that other people can benefit from these things. And um, it comes with a lot of tried and true, you know, ups and downs. And with that, we really do understand that this is kind of a blind spot for our entire culture. I mean, tying it back all the way back to question number one, as we kick this thing off where the seeds of uh, traumas are sometimes planted and not to go too, too big here. You know, the matrix is out there to get us kind of a thing, but the more the fact of is there is a little bit of that esoteric truth here in that regard, where even Michelle had brought up the fact of, you know, King Arthur's sword. There's an esoteric layer to that whole entire lineage of the truth of really pulling out the internal truths of your chakras that are from within to actually be the divine 
king and queen and the right rulers for yourself and all those other kind of, there's a whole layer there that I want to add to our society, that our culture is somehow kind of encapsulated with the M&Ms, with the thick candy shell on the outside where you're not supposed to be able to bite through, but there's essence in the inside. Um, where the answers lie. And we're not really shown those answers. Society keeps it away from it. And the society that we live in, to wrap it all up with a nice little pretty bow here so everyone gets the benefit of the point, is that we kind of have a sick society. Um, I'm saying it from a loving, humanistic standpoint, someone pro-human. In that regard is, is the idea of making sure that we're for those who are living and never making them feel like what they're doing is wrong. I'm pro that. So is Michelle. This is what we're doing here. We're trying to be advocates for others in their journey, in their healing. And society doesn't seem to want to do that. It's self-medicated. We, we talked about that a little bit earlier. Michelle brought that up. There's kind of a philosophy of take a pill, you know, ditch it aside, push it aside. Hence the river with the analogy of everything that is good for you is off to the side. I'm just wondering. And I have a good question here for you to kind of wrap this up. And I'm just wondering, audience, as, as we're all thinking about these things on a daily basis, because I know that we are, I'm, I'm doing my best to kind of tiptoe around some of the larger topics that I know are all in our hearts and minds um, with the way that the world is while we're creating a community here for healing and focusing. It's kind of hard to dis, you know, disintegrate from what is out there into a healing mindset and fully detach from that as well all the time. And I just want to make sure that everyone who's out there listening is the fact that we know that it's rough in the world. We're not ever hiding from that. There are answers to questions that are going to be very, very challenging. In these conversations that we have now, those are loving and as about as anecdotal as we can be um, for you, the audience, in a podcast and an episode on YouTube here for you to watch for free, which is beautiful. We love be being able to create this kind of content for you. The coaching calls and conversations that we really do have, and I know that Michelle will attest to this, as she's going to probably nod as I'm saying this, they get deep. They get rough. We talk about real things, and I've never sworn on this show, but I, I have always used the fun phrase of, we're going to go think some S-H-I-T, right? And, and that's what we're really going to work through. You don't, We don't sugarcoat it. This is a show in which we want to have family-friendly and be able to you know, kind of invite some context for you. The, the work is really gritty. It really is. You're going to pull up your sleeves and get some things done. Um, and in that, there's going to be growth. And there's going to be things that you're going to find that are a technical term, yucky, right? They're icky. And that's okay. And we want to hold space with you. And we want to hold space for you. And we'll wrap this up with a nice question here at the end um, for Coach Michelle to send us off with. But I just want everyone to know. We never at all want to make light of anything that we're going through or anything that you're going through. And we are very, very, very aware of how challenging real things are. If I can indulge you one more time for a quick patient anecdote is the fact that even I, at the age of four, I mean, I think it's very true and I don't necessarily know how much I want to say on, on YouTube. I don't know if they're going to get mad about it, but I was taken advantage of. I'm very open about it um, in my own personal life. I was abused by my uncle, um, someone that you trust and so on and so forth. I was taken advantage of in a, in a sexual manner and that challenges you and traumatizes you and affects you and love is challenging later on in life and you have different types of things that you go through and experience. Um, these are things that we were very near and dear to in the, in the truest sense. Like As coaches, we've been through it. And if I've, I've said this sometimes with my clients before, we sometimes as coaches have been through so much, we would be even more the poster child of becoming a Joker or Harley Quinn style person because of the things that we've been through. And the only difference is that we, we chose to make a different choice, right? The, the, um, the truth of it is that the difference between the Joker and Batman, there's always something that happens, right? Something happened to the villain that made them go a certain direction where they ended up wanting to be hurt and hurt others where a hero. And the only thing that makes it different. And for the, the heroine is someone who was hurt and they choose to make sure that no one goes through that experience ever again. It's really that simple. It's, it doesn't come down to too much else. 
the hero and the villain both were scarred. Something happens. Bruce Wayne loses his parents. Joker has done other terrible things and had abusive things and happened in his life. The choice was there, right? And as they interview individuals who um, had abusive parents, there was a, a famous case without citing it too much right now to get into the weeds of it, but two twin brothers were born by a father who was an abusive alcoholic. And they did an interview with the two twin brothers about 35 years later. One brother was a homeless, uh, drug out, drunky alcoholic. And they interviewed him and asked, you know, why were you this way? And he said, well, I had a drunk, abusive father. They went to go interview the exact brother, the twin, and he was a successful father, successful businessman. And they asked him, why are you this way? And he said, I had an abusive alcoholic father. It's just the set of the sales and it's the choices that we make. And I want to, I want to have that message be there for this beautiful audience and our incredible community. Whenever you find this at whatever point in time you find this, I hope that might be a nugget that you take that lets you know circumstances are going to happen. Pains are going to take place. It really comes down to what we make of the decision that's going to shape that. And that's literally the message that coach Michelle has been sharing. That's what she was carrying for us, and that's what she brought forth into this episode. So all I'm doing is is taking the last you know 35 minutes of everything that she's sharing, and I'm putting it in in, a, in a, another version for our audience to hear and and see. At the same time, it's been a beautiful journey in that sense. So with all of that, um, and all of that discussed today together, can you, Michelle, provide your thoughts as to maybe why? And then I'm going to pass it off to you as to why this sort of information um, is so challenging to find out there in our society and in the spheres of self-help. Um, any thoughts on that sense of, of why these types of things are kind of pushed out there? Well, I will. First of all, I want to give you a great big hug. And um, I hope that I get to give you a great big bear hug in person someday. Um, One day. <laughs> oh, so there's a, there's a couple of things, but I'll try to keep it short. Yeah. Number one, not, not everybody has access, um, the same type of access where they are. Um. Mm -hmm. I have seen, I have, I have friends that span the globe and it's been very eye opening to talk to, to each of them, um, outside of the United States, outside of the West, um, at how these types of subjects are seen, are handled, or in some cases pushed aside and not talked about because you're not supposed to talk about that kind of thing. That's not how we do it here. Um, in cases of why you don't, why you may not see it within the circles, there's two, two things I'll say. And like you said, there's some deeper stuff that could be an entire episode or an entire season. Yeah. I will say, <laughs> I'll, I'll say this. <laughs> oh. Um, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm just going to say it. I'm going to say it. So some people in the space are it it is more expedient for them to keep you sick. Because yeah. if you're sick, you need treatment. And yeah. if you need treatment, you need to keep coming back, which means you keep needing to pay for the treatment. Um, which is one of the reasons why I love what, what you're doing with this podcast. Mm. And that's why I do what I do. I create content on social media for free. Um, yeah. because I think this is, this is information that the people need to hear. It's, um, it shouldn't be, um, there should be no gatekeeping about it. Mm. Um, Agreed. there's also that the information is there, but you have to dig and you have to know where to look because not um yeah. not everything you read on the internet is true <laughs> so you have to like no ask way. know the right questions to ask yeah did you yeah. know 
So so you have to know where to look. You have to know what's the, you know, the reputable journals and things like that. The other thing too, I I really want to, I, because it's just, when you were talking about this, Adam, I was like, oh, I got to say this. Because I was talking to a friend of mine who's, um, who's at the other end of the spectrum. He's in his twenties, you know, very young, still starting out. And we were talking about this. He's like, what kind of advice would you give me? Cause I'm in my twenties. And I was like, the advice that I would give you is to be careful of the advice that you take and remember the source. (laughs) Because when I was in my twenties, nobody told me that. And in my twenties, I listened to advice that was not good for me, was not meant for someone like me, was more a projection of the trauma that that person who was giving the advice, they were really talking to their old self. And I didn't know that. So, um, yes, you have to remember where the advice is coming from. You have to question. It's good to question and do your own research. And that can be difficult, Um, which, of course, is why you do what you do and also why I am called the grief curator because I curate resources for my clients. I find, I do the work. I do that kind of work because I'm very good at researching. History is my background. And I find that stuff and I say, look, here are some things here. The choice is yours. I cannot make you read this. I cannot make you do the thing, but I can at least show you. I can show you. And then it's up to you to take that step. That's so important. So Mm -hmm. important. And I know we need to wrap up. So, um, because, wow, there was some stuff you said. I was like, oh, that could be another episode. (laughs) And there will be many more of those, audience. There will be. I know that you love Coach Michelle. All of your messages, as I told her, and I think I saw her blush. She was very moved by the love that I shared with her about from this beautiful community that came to her. Um, there was about 300 plus of you that wrote to me and said how much they loved the episode with Coach Michelle. So, yes, we are definitely going to have more conversations. Okay, audience? Don't, I mean, be, be satisfied. She's coming back again and again. We love her. We do, we do. Yes. So. Ah, it's a good thing. It's a good, good thing. You are loved. Yeah. You are very, very loved. Yes. I I received well, that. Thank you. <laughs> well, before we wrap anything up, is there anything else? Um, we've got some things coming down the pipeline in Michelle's world. Um, I'll allow her to, to reemphasize that, just kind of wrap it up, because I know she said at the beginning of the episode, and sometimes it's hard for people to make the time to go back to the beginning just to hear it again. So I'll let her uh, sign off with that here in just a moment. But if there's anything else you want to add um, for the audience again, just go ahead and feel free. And in that sense, just for edification sense, we've got obviously the like and subscribe button down below. We love you. Come and join the Instagram. It's Coach Adam. Um, super easy. It's on the uh, it's on Instagram, and then we have it on YouTube, and then we have it, our podcast is on Spotify and Apple Podcast. And I am doing my best to remember to do all these little moments to remind the audience as we go here. And I'm loving you all for the comments that you send me on Instagram. Start leaving them down here on YouTube. It really helps the algorithm so that we can grow and build this channel. Um, the goal is to hit the 500 at least by you know the end of next year. Hopefully we get there sooner than that. But um, I'm going to pass it off to Michelle to leave us with our closing notes. And with all the love in the world, Michelle, what have you got to tell everybody? Well, first, um, also to help out Coach Adam, watch the po- watch the podcast, the visual podcast, all the way through. Now, if that means that you need to walk away and just let the video run, that's totally fine. But when you do that, that really helps the algorithm. When you stop watching a video, like in the middle, or you go back, or whatever, then that hurts. The, that actually hurts him. So please. <laughs> Even if you have to go off and do something, let the video run. Um, So uh, I would just like to say on my part, um, as I mentioned at the beginning, uh, this January, January 2024, um, when most of the Northern Hemisphere will be deep in winter, I'm going to be launching my grief journal circle, which will be on my website. Um, and we're coach Adam's going to put that in there, but I also wanted to encourage you to sign up for my newsletter. Um, and I promise no worries. I'm not going to spam you. I can barely keep up with it. (laughs) 
So it's like seasonal. Um, but when you do sign up for it, then that's where I tell people what's going on in my world. I do clubhouse rooms. I, there's, I'm, I'm much more than just the grief curator. So um, if you would love to um, know where I'm, what I'm doing and listen to more of my voice, which, um, yeah, you can sign up for the newsletter and you will find out <laughs> where I'm going to be and when this is launching. So thank you again so much, Coach Adam. Always, always a pleasure and an honor and just so much fun. And I learned so much from you as well on this podcast. Thank you for having me as a guest again. Always. Isn't that the fun part? We get a chance to grow and go together. This journey is so amazing. Thank you for being a part of it. And everyone at home, we love you and we thank you for being here. We're always holding space for you. Come find us in our links down below. Other than that, thank you for being a part of this. See you in the next episode. Cheers. Thank you.